We're going to start with Bill O'Reilly here in uh, just a second. Whoa. Uh, yeah, we got a, we have a packed show for you today. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them just feed their dogs rough greens. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I do. Okay, so I have a cape. Stu, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. A superhero. Sarah, nope. Don't even have a dog, do you? You are. Are you a cat person? He died, so thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're a witch. Uh, anyway. She's uh, using your tricks against you, that's why. <laughs> Rough Greens, uh, if you have a dog and you want them to live a long, healthy life, unlike Sarah, who just practically killed her dog, I'm sure. Rough Greens, <laughs> uh, it's a supplement that you put on your uh, dog's food. Filled with the vitamins and minerals and probiotics and antioxidants, all the things your dog needs. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out right now. All you pay for is shipping. Call Rough Greens uh, at roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Bill O'Reilly's next. So glad you're here. We're gonna. We have just such a packed show today. We're gonna start with Mr. Bill O'Reilly. I mean, it's practically like a visit from Christ Himself, isn't it? He is so pious and holy. And hmm. oh no, I was singing another Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly's joining us with the news of the week in sixty. Judy wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I'm amazed. My knee was in really bad shape, and the next step was knee replacement. I've been through all the injections, but to no avail. Then I tried Relief Factor. After only a short time, I was able to remove my brace and walk again without pain. I take it every single day, and considering that I still have my original knee, I am singing Relief Factor's praises. You're living a life of pain, get out of pain. Try this, please. It has four different ingredients that attack inflammation where ibuprofen 800. Oh, sure. I wouldn't drive under that stuff. Uh, It will uh, decrease inflation in some people, but that attacks it from one direction. This attacks four different ways. Pain is uh, generally caused by inflammation, and that's the biggest problem uh, with our bodies, even a lot of things. Even cancer kind of stems back from inflammation. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, how are you, sir? Welcome to Good Friday. Yes, and like the Nazarene, I am misunderstood. That's the only (laughs) thing we have in common. Right. 
Well, you are the guy who wrote the book on assassination, I think. You, you wrote Killing Jesus, a personal yep. testimony of how you did it by Bill O'Reilly, um, or something like that. Um, Bill, welcome to the program. What's the big story of the week? Um, Putin uh, did everything, inflation, uh, oh, the geez. border, it's Putin, he did it all, and Jesus itself. Um, interestingly enough, on the No Spin News last night, <clears throat> Beck, for the first time in 25 years, I laid out why I believe that Jesus is God. I have never done that in any forum, anywhere, anytime. I am a secular news reporter and analyst. But I did it um, because of one statistic that rolled in, that we are now at an all-time high in America of people who have rejected religion, 30% of the population. And that really startled me because if you know American history, you know that we were, this country was, founded on Judean Judeo-Christian philosophy. And, and the Constitution was there to give everyone a chance to practice whatever religion they wanted. And that was different from Europe. And that's why all the people from Europe came here. And now a third of the population is saying, you know, blank religion. So I decided, uh, because my family for centuries have been Roman Catholics, you know, we're Irish, and, and St. Patrick went over and converted that country, and I decided to tell people. So I wanted to see if you were interested in me just posing a few questions sure. to you yeah, yeah. On, on this Good Friday. Yeah, sure. Okay. Number one, did you know that Jesus was not a carpenter? Y yeah, yes. No, I have right. no idea. Stu had no idea. I, of course, knew that. Well, <laughs> Stu was a pet. Let's, yeah. let's be frank, Stu's a pagan, so... Um, An unwashed... So I was really. taught in school, and so were most uh, people, that Jesus was a carpenter. Mm. There's one problem with that. There was no wood, no trees in Judea. Everybody lived in stone dwellings. Well, Jesus was a, a stone cutter, okay? Um, and his father, Joseph, uh, did that, and then Jesus did it from about age 16 to 30, um, they were stonecutters. They were very poor. And um, then, because of John the Baptist, a real person, Jesus decided to become a preacher. Now, another question. Did you know that being the Messiah back then in Judea was a job, an industry? Did you know that? I didn't know it was a job, but I knew it was very popular to yes. claim you were the Messiah. And there it were a like, lot of people up in the hills that were saying that. But it was they a, were down in the deserts and, and all yeah. that. And it was, there were about 300 Messiahs. Yeah. And they were running around because they got paid. Because people would give them food and clothing and shelter, and they go from town to town, and right. I'm the Messiah. Well, and, they were looking. How you doing? They were looking for a warrior. They were looking for somebody who well, was going to were miserable put together an army. Oppressed. Right, right. They, they were oppressed, and they were looking for a savior. Right. So he was running around, but none of these guys got any traction except for John the Baptist. All right, and he didn't really overwhelm it, but he had a base of people who believed that he was the Messiah, even though he kept telling them, I'm not. And then they arrested um, the Baptist, okay, because he said that Herod, marrying his brother's 
wife was wrong. <laughs> and then Harry said, well, we're going to get this guy out of the out of the box, okay? And they took him to, to jail. All that's history. Uh, hang on just a oh. second. Uh, another thing, and I can, I can prove this to you. Uh, if John the Baptist were alive today, he would have voted for Biden and read the New York Times. Okay. Uh, okay. Re- um, reason. Uh, reason. Yes. He ate bugs. He and, ate locusts. And that's well, with, what they're pushing wait, us into. Wait. Yeah. With honey, though. Come on. Mm. It wasn't just straight locusts. Mm, well, he was. They dumped a, dumped redis- a little honey on it. Redistributing now, the, the reason, honey from the bees. The reason that I was able to accumulate all of this information was, be, and, and this really, really rankles um, the atheists, was because there were two written threads of what Jesus was doing. Mm-hmm. And, they were, and they, were wrote, they were written by spies. The first thread was the Sanhedrin, the Jewish temple authorities. Once people started to follow Jesus... Word got back that this guy was different than the other 300. He was attracting large crowds. Okay? And the thing was that you couldn't hear Jesus, Beck. You couldn't hear him. There was no radio. There was no microphone. There wasn't Whoa, anything. I didn't know that. You couldn't. You could see him. Because when he preached, he usually preached in a place that was elevated, like a mountain or a hill, Uh or on the Sea of Galilee in a boat. Right. You could see him, but you couldn't hear him. Uh So then the logical question becomes, why would thousands at the end of his uh, life, would thousands of people who had to work to eat, so you, it wasn't like they had discretionary leisure time, all right? These people, if they wanted meals, they had to work from sunup to sundown. They left their job place to follow this guy around when they couldn't hear him. So the only rational explanation for that is what? He had a personal amplification system. <laughs> He, okay. He had an award like on a fanny pack. Logical, and write this down, Stu. Right. <laughs> the only logical explanation, and we are logical people here, is the works. W O R K S in in quotes. Now we do not have the miracles in killing Jesus. It is not a religious book. It is a history. But the spies from the Sanhedrin reported back that Jesus was curing people. That it, was reportage. Where do you and it find was written down? Where do you find those writings? I know you can find Jesus we, in in uh, Josephus in his writings one of the first That is where we found it. Okay. Okay, the Israeli government granted me and Martin Dugard, my co-author, access. We went to Israel, Dugard did all right, he saw the records that Josephus basically reported on, and uh, that's how we got it. But there was another thread. Once these crowds got big, the Romans sent spies as well. Okay? And everywhere Jesus went, there were two sets of spies, the Jewish spies and the Roman spies. They didn't know each other, by the way. They just blended in. 
because Pilate, the governor of Judea, was worried there was going to be an insurrection. And so there were Roman records as well. And those records again cited the big crowds were excited by the works. Okay, now, the spies didn't believe the works. They didn't say, oh, I saw Lazarus get risen from the dead or a leper cured or a blind man could see. They did not say that. They said, this is what the people are saying. This is what they're coming to see. Okay, again, you go back. Now, it would be impossible for a stone cutter from an uh, a small town, Nazareth, that had nothing. It was very it was a joke. It was a joke of a town. Right. Yeah. To become the most famous person who has ever lived. 31% of the planet's population are Christian. 2.4 billion people today follow Jesus, believe he's God. That is impossible in rational thought if there wasn't something else going on. He would have, as all the others did, disappeared from history after he was executed. Now, I could go on and on, but the point that I made on the No Spin News last night on BillOReilly.com, and anybody can see it, by the way. You just go in and you can see my whole 15-minute uh, monologue on this, is that this isn't some, uh, a belief in Jesus is not some mystical thing that plucks out of the air as the atheist would have you believe. Now, I know there are people of other faiths who don't believe Jesus is God, and that's fine. Islam is the second most prevalent religion on the planet, all right? But if you are really a person seeking the truth, which, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe 40% of us do that, I, I don't know. If you are really want to know the truth, you've got to ask these questions, You've got to say, this is a guy who had nothing, nothing. And he goes around and he attracts people. And on Palm Sunday, that sealed his doom. Right. When he walked into Jerusalem, again, historic fact, he was there. It was written down by the scribes in the temple. There were thousands of people, all right, praising him. Right. And once the temple authorities and Pilate saw that, they said he's got to go for different reasons. Pilate did not want an insurrection. All right, he feared that because his job was to send money back to Augustus Caesar. And if he didn't send the money, and Pilate got it at the end, by the way. All right, and the Sanhedrin was just petrified that this guy was going to take their job. So they had to get rid of him. Uh, and that's what happened. All right. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you for that. Uh, I don't know if you have you watched The Chosen yet, Bill? I have not seen that. No. It is. It is the best Jesus uh, movie story I've ever seen. It is tremendous. Just truly tremendous. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it looks at uh, at all of those things. And, you know, people, you're exactly right. People think that Jesus is like maybe some made up guy because they haven't done yeah. their homework. Um, even yeah. even Islam believes in Jesus and believes he was a, a prophet. A prophet uh, well, who here, will... Here's the thing. And this is important. 
the media in America, which is the carrier of information and always has been. Yeah. Okay. They don't like organized religion. Yeah. So you will, you'll, you'll hear it on your programs and on my programs because we're people who believe we're believers. But you know this because you've been in the media, what, 85 years now? An amazing <laughs> run for you? Everybody knew when I worked at ABC and CBS and then later Fox News that I went to church. They always knew that I went to mass. All right. Now I wasn't running around going, oh, I'm a holy guy. I'm the biggest sinner around. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they knew that, that I had this fundamental belief and they, that was like weird. I was like strange. Oh, and I mean, and people would come up to me because wait, wait a minute, how can you possibly believe this? And I look at them and I go, um, if you really want to know the truth, you start to analyze the historical yes. fact. It doesn't lead you to any other conclusion. Yeah. Even I think now you, you look at the scientific facts and there's just, I mean, you know, we, we, we don't even know how the body works yet. We don't know how the brain works uh, with all of our high tech. And we just think this just evolved without some design. It, it, uh, to me, it's crazy. All right. It Bill, is crazy. Hang on just a second. Back with more of Bill O'Reilly. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Here's the thing. I, if you own your own home, how much are you paying for your credit cards? Your credit cards, your credit cards are probably about 19% interest right now. And that is going to go up. They're anywhere. The average is about 19 to 22%. That is in the territory of not being able to pay it back because uh, it's, it's compounded every single month. So what are you doing? You got to get out of those credit cards. If you have a mortgage, uh, your home right now, the value of your home is probably up around 20%. So you don't have to reset your whole mortgage. Just take what you have in those credit cards and, and get a consolidation loan and, uh, and, and get those credit card interest rates down to 4 or 5% as opposed to 20%. Save yourself a ton of money. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Bill, I got a couple of things I just want to run through with you uh, just to get your take on it. First of all, um, Biden is now talking about, you know, ethanol and, you know, upping ethanol, which will send corn prices through the roof um, and affect us in in all kinds of things. Um, Are people I mean, I just saw a poll. People are starting to believe this is Putin's fault. No, I doubt it. Uh, I think that uh, Biden uh, derided himself and his administration by having the Putin price rise. Um, And the proof of that is the two polls that came out this week. After that was said, Quinnipiac and CNBC both have them down below 35 percent approval rating, which I've never seen before. And I think people know that this is totally Unbelievable. If you think that Putin caused inflation in this country, and I know it's Good Friday, I'm trying to be charitable today, you're an idiot. 
You're an idiot. Okay, you are a jester. A jester. You should wear a two-toned hat and go in and do somersaults. Okay, because that's so insane. Yet, Jen Psaki, I'll throw the Putin pride rise. Oh, no. yes. And then blaming it on uh, Governor Abbott also because he's checking trucks at the border and he's slowing things down. I wouldn't do that, by the way. I think, Abbott, that's going to hurt uh, you and everybody else in Texas, because that is going to raise immediately uh, the cost of fruits and vegetables coming in. Now, I know why he's doing it. He's trying to embarrass the Biden administration because there's a record amount of drugs, narcotics coming across the border. And obviously, Biden wants, for some insane reason, unfettered foreign national yeah. access to this country yeah well it is uh it is actually better for us here the fentanyl uh problem in texas is just outrageous i have two minutes i want to hit a couple of other things your thoughts on china and shanghai the lockdown <sighs> Well, I think people have to understand that in these governments, whether it's Russia, whether it's China, Cuba, North Korea, that life is doesn't matter. So if you have COVID and you live in Shanghai, 24 million people in that area, uh, you're going to go to a concentration camp. It's unbelievable. That's where you're going. Okay, so if you don't get it now, and here's, uh, here's another factoid your audience will like. I don't know if you will, but your audience will. Uh, who makes $5 billion a year from Shanghai? <clears throat> uh, Disney, Disneyland, Shanghai, hello, Well, Disney. you know, it's, a, it's, it's so apparent because you go on and you see the videos that have been, you know, made it past all of the great walls of China. And you see what's happening in Shanghai. And then you realize no national news source is putting this out. No, no ABC, NBC, CBS, none of them are because no, they've no. all been bought and paid for by China. And here's the real scandal. Minnie Mouse got COVID. She's in a concentration camp. <laughs> is she really? Yeah, Minnie's yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a hook. Fantastic. Is that not a hook? That, that is. not do something yes. there? One more thing. Um, yeah. Ukraine. Now yeah. the CIA director, CIA director is saying uh, nuclear weapons are probably being considered by Putin. Are we, are we, is, is this, I mean, are we going to war, Bill? Uh, no. Okay. Not at this point. Good. It depends how insane Putin is, and really nobody knows that at this point. So you can't totally discount it. Mm-hmm. But what, what good does it do for the CIA chief to say that? I don't know. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, his new book is coming out on May 3rd. It is Killing the Killers, the Secret War Against Terrorists. It's coming out from Bill O'Reilly. Bill, have a great and holy week and weekend. You too, guys. God bless. Bye. The Glenn Beck Program. We're going to talk about the craziness with Elon Musk coming up in uh, just a second. Um, the creature from Jekyll Island. You know what that is? If you uh, are somebody that knows about the Fed, you know that that is a classic book about the organization and how the Fed came together on Jekyll Island. Um, the Tuttle Twins have a book based on that called The Creature from Jekyll Island. And this is made, uh, you know, kind of almost in a cartoon form so your kids can understand it. This is one of the most important books you can read today with your family. And I asked the Tuttle Twins people, could you make this one free? This is one in a series, but just get this one for free. All you pay for is shipping. Uh, It explains the Fed. It explains inflation, how our money works, why the Fed is so freaking evil. Um... (laughs) 
please get it now. Just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island. It is free. While supplies last, just pay for the shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Boy, I tell you, the left is exposing themselves unlike I would ever have thought possible. Their arrogance is out of control. We have Michael Malice joining us now. Uh, hi, Michael. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Uh, I want to talk to you about what's happening to Elon Musk. So he goes out, he buys just under 10% of Twitter. Uh, He starts talking about, hey, you know, we can we can free people up. Let's stop censoring people. The media goes crazy about some billionaire that just wants to change the world. Hello, George Soros. Uh, Just wants to go ahead. Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Or or Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, And he's a danger to free speech. That's what they're actually saying. He's a danger to free speech. So yesterday we find out this is from Charles Gasparino as Elon Musk offers to buy the rest of Twitter. A legal source tells Fox Business that the SEC and the Justice Department have now launched what is described as a joint investigation into a myriad of Musk regulatory issues, primarily involving Tesla. He is also um, uh, now not the largest shareholder because yesterday Vanguard, which is the second in line uh, for the top of the heap for the Great Reset, Vanguard came in and bought up a ton of shares. I mean, what is happening? Oh, and one other thing, uh, the the people in t- in uh, Twitter have decided to sue him uh, for violations of uh you know, not really not revealing fast enough that he was buying these shares. They are I mean, terrified. They should be terrified. You know, I've said several times that Trump, they thought that Trump was the river, but he was the dam. What you're seeing is without President Trump in the White House, the consequences of the benefits of President Trump, which is an understanding of the enemy class and mm-hmm. an acknowledgement that people have to go on offense. And sometimes just going on offense simply means disrespect and invading spaces that they have regarded and decreed as sacred. This started back, uh, I can give you an example. Um, When Jack Posobiec and Laura Loomer invaded the stage in New York, people don't even remember this anymore. I think it was Citibank was sponsoring a Julius Caesar play in Central Park, New York City Central Park, where every night President Trump was ritualistically murdered on stage. Right. And when Posobiec and Laura Loomer uh, crashed the stage in front of the audience, this was regarded as heresy and like, how could you do this? How could you interfere with our play where we're murdering the president in Central Park? You people are monsters. So it's really a wonderful thing when spaces that they said this is our house we got rid of president trump from here we got rid of this person that person we silenced the babylon b uh you know now they're not feeling safe in their space they're in retreat and they don't know what to do themselves because for a century the republican party has played defense 
this and Elon Musk is no Republican. For the first time, people are playing offense and they're losing their minds because losing that's minds. not the how the game is supposed Correct. to go. Correct. So what is what do you think? Uh, how does this end for Elon Musk and for Twitter? I mean, basically, their their idea, the slogan of the Great Reset set should be. If I can't have you, no one will. Um, and and that's what they're trying to teach Elon. You are not stepping out of that box. We we have the financial resources to cripple you. And if that doesn't work uh, and shame in the public square doesn't work, well, then we have the government as well. Yeah, I, I, I've, all, I've said several times, and I'm sure you agree, Glenn, it's often or almost always preferable when authoritarian regimes have to show their hand. Yes. It's much more expensive for them in every way, uh, especially because moderates who you know don't really have a stake in the game and don't care one way or another, people just apathetic when they see the heavy hand of government uh, going down and, and they see things like this happening, it's going to alienate them be like, wait a minute, these are not nice people. These are nasty, aggressive people. We, people, we also saw it a couple months ago when overnight Joe Rogan went from a nasty purveyor of misinformation to a racist. It was an overnight thing. Yeah. And they tried to destroy him that way and it didn't work. And everyone forgot that it didn't work. Uh, they tried to get rid of Joe and they had nothing to show for it. So Elon Musk is a very, very bright man. He's a tight cookie. Uh, tough cookie, excuse me. Uh, I'm sure he's had to deal with regulatory nonsense before. I'm sure a lot of people in Washington also quietly have his back. So this is going to be very interesting to see how it unfolds. And Elon's not alone. There's lots of people in his circles or maybe you know two or three degrees removed, people like Peter Thiel, yeah. who know the nature of the game, people in for San, former San Francisco, people who are now in Austin, who are realizing this is what we're up against and this is how we're going to play. And I, I got to tell you, if you're the guy who thinks he's, you're going to put people on Mars, when you play, you play to win. You're not some dilettante. Uh, all right. Let me let me switch topics. Let me go to your neighborhood in New York where you used to live and uh, what happened in your former neighborhood. Yeah, it's it's been a rough couple of months to get personal, Glenn, because first of all, the city where I was born, Lvov in Ukraine, was being hit by missiles. Then the apartment where I lived in New York for 16 years, I was half a block away from that train station, uh, got shot up. And then the next train stop just yesterday or two days ago, or rather, a kid was shot in the street. Uh, I've made this point, you know, it was a very hard for me to leave New York. I've lived there all my life. I still don't know how to drive. I moved to Austin over the past summer, as many of your listeners know. Um, I don't think people realize just how bad these cities are going to get. And if anyone, because there's no mechanism of turning them around. So if anyone out there, and it's what else is interesting is once you leave these places, you know, I moved to the nation of Texas, looking at this footage, it feels like I'm looking at another country because that was not the New York I knew. Like obviously 9 oh, yeah. 11 happened, things like that. But in the sense of, you know, just, just, just this carnage and knowing no one to do. And I point out the police were pretty much helpless to even catch him. It had to be some random kid on the street. And also he turned himself in. And the, the other thing that's disturbing, which I, I wonder if you've touched on elsewhere, is every outlet at first mentioned his race, and then they edited it to remove it, including the New York Post, which is largely right of center. I, I have no understanding of why this is. Wait, 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 they edited after it ran? Yes, yes. I thought I was hallucinating, and someone saw, showed me the cached footage. The New York Post originally had the identification, which everyone else had, 5'5", five, five, black male, 170 pounds, and then they changed it to 5'5", five, five, male. 
I have the clips. That is insane. insane. Yes. Yeah, this is a manhunt for someone who shot up a subway station and thankfully no one got killed. Yeah, the, the New York Times, one of the stories I read, did not identify him as African-American, but just identified his writings and videos from the web as bigoted against blacks. That was it. Yeah. It was just bigoted against blacks and especially black women. So no, no mention of all the you know black nationalist supremacist type of stuff he had all over the place. None of that. And then didn't even identify him as black. So, I mean, if you're reading that, you're thinking for sure this is some white supremacist who's just bigoted against black people. They never they they just intentionally I cut that you, out. Do you remember um, when uh, Riaz Patel came uh, by and the first time mm. when we started to get to know him, he was a guy who was on the left. He was from Hollywood and we sat down with him uh, and because he was trying to understand what was going on. And he re- he started to. The world started to crack open for him because he was like, wait a minute, the, wait, what happened? And we sat down and I just put a chalkboard together and I said, do you know this story? No, that didn't happen. Yes, it did. Here's here's the story. This, this, this. We gave him like 20 different yeah. stories. He had never heard of them. I mean, you are just in the dark. If you're if you read The New York Times and watch CNN, you are the least informed human alive. But it's also disturbing to me how this has become pervasive across media. And in fact, there's several news outlets, I think, including the Associated Press, where the explicit policy is we are not going to report on the race of a suspect if it's going to have people reach racist conclusions. And my concern is this is a manhunt. So I, I, if people reach racist conclusions, that's one thing. But we need to find this person who was on the loose, who had bombs at the time. And you know what? They, the FBI had this guy. They interviewed him 19 different times. Uh, but, you know, they were too busy. I, 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 I don't know, going woke and looking for white uh, extremists. You know, what do you say? We just look for extremists let, let, let's look for people that are threatening to kill people online uh threatening to kill people in their neighborhoods let's look for those people i don't give a flying crap what their race is you know youtube all of his videos were up all of them can you imagine michael if you would have said anything like that you would have been gone immediately and erased from public record well, I'm an anarchist, so I've said some pretty bad things. But in, in, all, in all seriousness, how about uh, we just enforce the Second Amendment? Because if there was several honest citizens on that subway station who were, were packing heat, uh, things would have ended up very, very differently. That subway station, obviously, I'm very familiar with it. I've taken it every day for 15 years. There's only one exit, and it's a major hub. There's four train lines that go through there. So this could have been much, much worse, even from the smoke alone. I will tell you, it is phenomenal it is a miracle that this guy goes in and shoots what 35 times and no one is killed i mean michael you've been on that subway i've been there yeah i mean that's i mean that's almost impossible to do well and just you with the smoke inhalation i mean he had several bombs and you know the gum jam and so on and so forth yeah it's a very very lucky thing and we're very fortunate and it's also we're very fortunate that he didn't leave the subway and just start shooting somewhere else i mean there's the number of stations out there is is just dozens so this is also very disturbing in terms of other types of terrorism uh because this he showed very clearly how easy it would be to do something like this and uh, god help us if someone else gets the same idea 
Thank you so much. Uh, do you celebrate Passover? Are you religious uh, at all or believe I, in God? I, 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 I'm, I do, I'm not religious at all. I'm not an atheist, though. Okay. Are you an agnostic or? No, I'm not a coward. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God bless you, man. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Have Bye-bye. a great weekend. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, my pillow. Some people like to go home at night and, you know, do some Netflix and chill. Me, I like to go home, lie down and go to sleep uh, uh, and, and go to sleep and not toss and turn for an hour before you sleep right now. You can have the best sleep kit of of all time. It starts with my pillow. You take this pillow and you punch it through with your fist on each side and it fluffs and it it's I don't know how, but it remains fluffy forever. Is that a scientific term? Mm-hmm. Fluffy? Yes. Or is it just a dog's name of a really rich lady who carries the dog in her purse? Not sure. Anyway, also the Giza Dream Sheets. These things are the softest ever, and right now they're coming in as low as $39.99. The Dream Sheets are 60% off. They're the best. Use the promo code BECK. The the phone number is 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. Or you can just go to the website, MyPillow.com. Make sure you enter the promo code BECK for the savings. Promo code BECK, MyPillow.com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. I am just, I have to tell you, Elon Musk uh, is the billionaire we would all want to be, right? I mean, 100%. This you know, is how you, I would do it. This is exactly how I would do it. I might have different causes and things, yeah. you know, like I go to Mars probably for the same reason, not global warming, but his main reason on why he's doing it so quickly is if Homo sapiens if it's important to preserve Homo sapiens, get them off this planet by the end of the decade. Mm-hmm. I believe that too. Uh, and but the idea that he's just like, yeah, we're going to Mars. Well, you gotta call NASA. No, I'm just gonna build a spaceship. Yeah, he just does what he wants. He does what he wants. And uh, you know, yesterday Vanguard disclosed that it owns now eighty-two point four million shares of Twitter, or ten point three. So there, he's no longer. The uh, the main uh, the the uh, the, well, the biggest shareholder. And we don't know that. Remember, the nine the nine percent number is from a disclosure that's old. So like we may have 15, 20 percent. We of don't it by now. We don't know. So he made the offer to buy Twitter outright yesterday, saying that it needed to be transformed into a private business to thrive again. Uh, and so he said, I'll buy it for 40 billion dollars. The Twitter shareholder, Saudi uh, Prince uh, Alawid, who is. Oh, a nightmare uh, rejected Musk's bid. And he says, no, we're not going to I'm not going to sell during a TED talk earlier yesterday. Musk said Musk was asked, what would happen if the board doesn't accept? Uh, and you said you're not going to go any higher. Is there a plan B? Musk just smiled and said, yes, there is. I can't wait. Hopefully it involves launching the Twitter board <laughs> into space. And by the way, Twitter should just, I mean, I know this isn't like the main consideration, 
But Twitter should just accept this offer. It's way above what they're worth. Oh, but it, it, they, they, they should just take it. It's the it, best thing for their shareholders. They don't have any idea how to get money out of that company. And it's been a complete with all of the free advertising. There has never been a product in American history that has received more free advertising than Twitter. Every news broadcast, every celebrity, everybody's on it all the time. Everybody's putting it in mainstream media all the time. And yet these guys barely trickle out cash out of that company. Not only would Elon Musk go in and make it better for free speech, which is what everyone is talking about, but he'd also make the company, he would he would create so much money out of the foundation of that company. They don't care. This is about, Doesn't this seem is, like it. again, I go back to the Great Reset. I think the slogan should be, if I can't have it, no one will. Mm. They, they don't care. This is not about anything other than controlling the narrative it's true and, and you know twitter has outsized impact on our politics for you know no Big as time. we've mentioned many times nobody uses this nobody uses twitter nobody uses it for politics i mean the people that we talk about on twitter who are constantly tweeting uh, uh, about politics is like one tenth of one percent right. of the population it's right. almost no one these other uh social media companies are much bigger and are much well, more widely used but th this is what the twitter board said one of the people remaining anonymous said yesterday uh, this this is the thing that uh, journalists use yeah. to get stories, yeah. and they don't want to be working for a Musk company. And they don't want to be working like calling sources. They just yeah. want to search Twitter, yeah. and that's how they do all their work now. That's Great. why they like it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.